You are listening to the Stronger Together Experience. My name is Dr. Matthew X. Joseph, and my goal is to meet with educators across the globe and learn from them, learn with them, because I believe being stronger together allows us to collaborate and support one another's growth. So join me in this episode and all episode to learn stories from educators in the field sharing their experiences to help us grow and become stronger together. Remember, when we work collaboratively, we take our story and make our path and journey one to learn from. So as we move through this and listen to our stories, remember, we over me will make us stronger together. Here we go. We are another episode. We are winding down on 2020 or winding down on 2021. We're ready to hit 2020, but we're not going out without some amazing guests here today. And actually, we have another one next week. Actually, we're going to do it right before the the break. So I'm thrilled to have my guest today. We've been trying to connect um, in person for over a year, and I'm very thrilled to, to have him join me today. He is all over the place, doing some amazing things, both within his school and uh, writing, producing podcasts. I can't wait to hear him and have him share what he's doing. You see down the bottom, I want to thank our sponsors, Swivel and Bulb. Without them, all these great things that you see wouldn't be happening. They're a huge support. It's a big part of being stronger together to have our supports with us. And with that, I want to welcome someone in who I do want to be stronger together with in person. We were just talking about that today, having a time to to connect. And I want to welcome in Charles Williams. And uh, hey, man, nice to see you. Hey, Matt. Thanks for uh, having me. And we definitely need to get together in person and have, you know, a beer or something. And uh Absolutely. And strengthen I mean, that connection together. Yeah, um, let's make it happen for sure. And and you have a lot of them going on. So for those of uh, those viewers out there who don't really know you enough yet, but they will, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, where are you? Yeah, so um, I, I'm a Scorpio. I enjoy long walks. No, I'm joking. I like that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That's cool. that's that's important information. Yes, yes. No, I so I am. Uh, my name is Charles Williams. As Matt has already mentioned, I am a K to eight principal in Chicago. Uh, this is my 16th year in education, wow. and uh, I, I've realized now that this marks like that that tipping point. 
It's okay. eight years of administration, eight years in the classroom. So this is like my halfway point, right? So All right. Uh, very excited for that. But in the last two years, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, so I've launched a podcast, the, the Counter Narrative Podcast. Um, I've co-hosted a web series called Inside the Principal's Office. Um, I've launched a consulting firm, um, CW Consulting, through which I present at conferences all over the place and do a lot of different things. And so it's weird to say that it's only been about two years. It's like wow. that's, a lot has happened. And uh, through Inside the Principal's Office, we wrote a book. Um, so a lot. <laughs> a lot yeah, has happened. I see it behind you. Can we get a better view of it? Yeah. Oh, now you, you have one right in front of you. Yeah, of course. You, you got to, right? The shameless yeah, plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see, I see it up there. So... Uh, what is it? I mean, I know you're in there. You're, you just said you were principal for eight years, so you're inside the principal's office. What's that? Tell me a little about the book. Yeah, so um, so it's me, my co-host, Michael McWilliams, who's a career principal down in Texas, Denton. I think Mike's been a principal for like 20 years. Uh, and wow. then Rob Thornell, also from Texas. Okay. So Ro Rob came to us and he said, look, I have an idea for a book. I, I want to write this thing and I'd love to write it with you all. And we're like, okay, let's do this. And to be honest, we pumped this book out in less than maybe six months. Um, and the reality, one, right, when three people are writing it, it makes it a lot well, easier. Well, there you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and two, it's just, it's life experiences. That's all this mm. is. So we've broken down the book into 40 different weeks. It's designed to be reflections. So we share okay. an experience that we had. And then at the end of that chapter, if you will, there's some reflection questions around, you know, servant leadership, around telling your own story about celebrating the successes in your school. And so it's designed really to be read on a week by week basis. Um, okay. Or you could read the whole thing if you want. You could bounce around. It's in no particular order. Uh, but it's just, like I said, you know, our our leadership experiences that we wanted to share with other leaders out there. So, uh, yeah, we sat down and we pumped it out. And now there's conversations for a version two because we are like, wait, we can only pick 40 stories. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, we, we obviously, we have more, you know, especially them, they have way more stories than I do. Uh, but yeah, now we're, we're talking about a version two. Awesome. What's um, one that you contribute that do you think that the viewers would be like, okay, this is, this is critical for either a current leader or, or uh, aspiring leader. One of the, you know, pieces that you put in there and that's like, this is, this is something that's critical. Yeah, so I, I don't remember the name of the chapter, but essentially it was a story about I, I was walking down the hallway. Um, I did my rounds in the building, you know, every mm -hmm. morning, and my cafeteria staff always had fresh coffee and something for me to eat every morning, right? Because you got to take care of your... right there. Exactly. <laughs> so one morning I was just in a rush, right? I had to get back to a meeting after my morning round, so I'm walking down the hallway, munching on whatever it was that they gave me. And a student and a teacher in the hallway. And the student happened to say, Mr. Williams, no eating in the hallway. It's one of our rules. And before I could do or say anything, the teacher reprimanded him. You don't speak to your principal that way, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, 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 no. He's right. It's not like a student rule. This is a school-wide rule. And as the principal, yeah. I should be following that rule too. Because if I don't, like what example am I setting? I said, thank you for the reminder, buddy. You know, I'll keep that in mind. And he looked at me like, wait, like I'm not in trouble? <laughs> like, no. And, right. and, and so, you know, it's just one of those things, right, that we as leaders have to serve by example. And, and it was in that moment, it was just a reminder. So that's all that was. Yeah. And it, it's impactful as you start to build that learning community that you all follow the same rules. You all walk in the same path. 
Exactly. Um, so I'm going to ask you a different question about the book. So you said sure. you collaborated, and and I'm guessing you didn't write all 40 stories. What was no. the story you read and was like, wow, this hit, this hits home for me? Yeah. So um, you know, th- there's one in here that I want to say Rob wrote, um, and he talked about being like a baker, and it's a concept that I've heard before. Um, but I really enjoy this idea that you know you, you're trying to get your students to be bakers, right? So if you're if you're a cook. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I just finished making dinner right before we popped down. Nice. Um, so you could have a recipe and you could follow that recipe step by step by step. And that's fine. And you could be a decent cook. But the really, really good cooks, the chefs, they know how to take a recipe and make it their own. Right. You you modify, you add, you do the little things. And that's what we want students to do. We don't want them just to say, you gave me information. I'm processing it. I'm regurgitating it, and just kind of going through those steps. We want them to take that the the, the learning in, and we want them to make it their own and come up with something new and creative and different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I don't know about. I'm a foodie. Whenever I travel <laughs> with my wife and my family, yeah. like one, we have a rule: we don't go anywhere that we have back home, and we don't hit any chains. Like I want to go into that spot that is known in this neighborhood that this chef is throwing down and doing some wild and creative things. Because it's going to be different, right? It, I, if I wanted a turkey club, I would have stayed at home. Right? Right, like, right. I, I don't want the same thing. I want something different. And that was a chapter that stood out to me because that's the same thing we want for our students. We don't want Absolutely. you just, right, just regurgitating the same old, same old. We want something different. We want you to get creative. And as leaders, we want the same with our teachers, right? We want you to step outside of the box, get creative, get innovative, and do something amazing, right? That's going to impress me and the students and, and yield some great results. No, absolutely. And uh, that's the uh, Twitter handle at Inside Principal. Check it out. And I'm guessing the link is on there to purchase the book and learn all about your, your co-authors as well. That's, absolutely. that's just fascinating. So I'm going to go back to the foodie for a minute. Yeah. So if I were to come to Chicago and you said, I'm going to take you to these two places, I didn't leave it to one because you always struggle with one, but two places that you would be like, you have to taste the food here. Yeah. So I, I guess my first question for you is, is there something in particular that you like? Um, I, I'm I, any once you meet me in person, you'll be like, OK, this dude can eat. <laughs> he eats everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, so here I'll say this. Right. I know the other day, Debbie and I, we were all having this like conversation about Chicago pizza versus New York pizza. Um and so there is a pizza here in Chicago. Yeah, there's the deep dish, but you could almost right. get deep dish anywhere. But there's the 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 grinder company. And okay. they do almost like a pizza pot pie. It's literally like upside down, something completely different. Wow. Um, and if you think a deep dish is filling, like you got to try theirs. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. One piece and you're done. Yeah, yeah. Like one piece. And, and they're not very big, but they're, oh man, there's so much going on there. Nice. Um, so I would say that and... You know, if I if I had to choose another place, there's a place. It's not really in Chicago, Chicago, but it's called Calumet Fisheries. So if you're like a local, like okay. you know, so Calumet Fisheries is literally on the river, and they have fresh fish, shrimp, all sorts of things that they smoke and fry daily. So like their smoked salmon. I mean, it like when you pull up, you could smell it smoking. Okay, they're fresh. Nice. They're shrimp, jumbo fried shrimp. So uh, that is not like a bougie thing downtown. That's no. where you cash only, tons of food. You nice. sit in your car next to the river and you 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 just chow down. Perfect, perfect. Well, <laughs> I want to I want to dive into something else. Well, it's the first time I really heard you speak and 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 kind of get to know who you were before we even met was listening to the the counter narrative podcast, and it was actually something I 
dove into, learned a lot when I was doing a lot of the, the equity work with uh, MASCD and then wrote about it in Power Connection because it's something that for me was authentic. It was real and it was what leaders should be speaking about. So I'd love for you to tell a little bit about how you started it. What is the Counter Narrative Podcast for those who haven't listened to it and why it's uh, so important to you? So, you know, the, the, the Counter Narrative stemmed from uh, a disgruntled space, right? So as, as I mentioned earlier, this is year Thanks. 16 in yeah. education. And um, as an administrator, even as a teacher, I got really tired of sitting in meeting after meeting after meeting where they blamed our students for all their shortcomings, right? right. It was always these, these negative conversations and it was kind of a, well, what do you expect, right? They're, they're coming from poverty, they're, they're violence and all like, it's the same stories over and over. But I knew I was like, but my students are doing well, right? And what you're saying, that picture that you're painting doesn't apply to all of these students. Like there, there's so much more to tell. And so a few years ago, I read a piece called The Counter Narrative by um, Dr. Tyrone um, ha Tyrone Howard out of UCLA. Mm -hmm. And um, as, as I was reading, I said, you know, he's, he's onto something. There, there, there's elements as to why students are successful. And I wanted to take it a step further. I just thought, what if, what if we started painting these students in a different light? What if we started talking about them differently? And my hope was if we started talking about them differently, we would think about them differently. If we started talking about them differently, they would think about themselves differently. And they wouldn't view, have a deficit mindset, right? For educators looking at these students or so for true. these students looking at themselves, it would no longer be a deficit mindset. And so that's what I started doing. I said, let's tell those other stories that nobody talks about, right? And so the podcast is about a year and a half old, um, just hit about 4,000 downloads, which I celebrate. I know some people get that's that. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> like in an episode, I'm like, I'm just excited, right? Just to right. share these, sharing these stories. And, you know, Matt, something that I didn't expect is that I've learned a lot because to be honest, I came at it from an angle of urban education. That's where I've spent all of my time. Okay. But I connected with people like Casey Jakubowski, right? Who talked mm -hmm. about rural poverty, right? Something that I'd never experienced. Um, but he opened my eyes to that. Um, you know, I, I connected with like Kate, um, you know, who talked a lot about, you know, body image and things like that, you know, and, and that's really where I was connecting with Christine, right? And we started talking about mental health. And so it was right. all of these other areas right? That also stigmatize our students. And it was like, well, wait a second, there's a lot more to this. But it's still that same idea that let's tell those stories of success for all of these different groups of students. So that way, again, we look and think about them differently, and they look and think about themselves differently. And that that's my goal. So I mean, it's been an incredible journey, and I don't have any plans to stop. Yeah, no, that's that, that's awesome. Is there so, so four thousand downloads? That's amazing. What is something that really resonated with you over over the time? I know you just spoke about a few things, but you as a leader, not about other people on your show, not about but you, Charles Williams. How has it impacted you? You know, I, I think it just it allows me a space one to reflect and to share my own thoughts, and, and I think that as I do this, right, is and, and I'm sure like because you know you talk about like within the power of connections, it's this idea that we don't operate in silos. And so I used to sit there and I had these ideas and, you know, it was kind of like, am, am I in the right path? Am I thinking like, 
are, is anybody else thinking this way? And as I'm connecting with educators more and more and more and, and just in general from, you know, across the country, around the world, like, no, there's other people who are saying things need to change, right? We need people to stand up and to do this work. And I think it, what it has done is it's emboldened me, right? In the beginning, I had these radical ideas, but I was really nervous and hesitant to share them because it's like, what if I just have this crazy idea and nobody right. agrees? <laughs> like, but lately it's like, no. Like what I'm saying, you know, is echoed by a lot of other people just who who may not be saying it. So it has really emboldened me not to just amplify my own voice, but I think of the voices of my colleagues and peers who don't who, who don't do the work in this way. And so that has been extremely powerful. And, you know, my wife tells me, be careful, like you're getting a little cocky. I'm like, I'm, I'm it's not so much being cocky, but I am I am comfortable in who I am and where I stand. And you know, if I'm talking to somebody about a potential job or anything else, like I know who I am. And if that's not okay with you, that's, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to chase. I, I know who I am and I'm comfortable in that. And by now, like you should know who I am. Like if you are looking for me, I've put enough out there. There's no, there's no secret as to what I believe and where I stand. And you know, it's, I think that's it. Like, I'm just very comfortable with the educator that I am now. No, and, and I think that's so important. And it was one of the things when I was writing Power Connections that I really took from the people that I spoke to and interviewed and talked to is that there's a difference between confident and cocky and owning who you are. I mean, the first line in the in the book is be unapologetically you. And it's essentially mm -hmm. driving X Factor Publishing. It doesn't mean that we're better or it doesn't mean we're cocky or we think we're the best, but this is who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think for you to listen to, to your voice is, is consistent, not just the tone of your voice. You have an amazing voice, by the way. <laughs> <Thank> but <you. laughs> the, the, the messaging is consistent and it's authentic. And I think that's where that comes in. And I think that's that's amazing. And so what do you have going on next? I, I think you're, you're writing, it sounds like a version two of this book. It sounds, I know you're doing some work with Codebreaker. If you haven't, let me just pause in real quick. If you don't follow Charles, make sure you do it. His uh, Twitter handles below. I could throw links all over the place, but I've just been putting a couple of the Twitter pieces up there because everything is linked, linked to there. So, Charles, what do you got going on? What's what's next? Yeah. So, um, well, we I have a conference set up in Dallas. Um, so going to speak to and and we'll see if that actually not Dallas and Austin, um, mm -hmm. in February. So if if COVID allows, right? So that's exciting. Um, you know, going to present this book to a group of superintendents, and so you know the hope is. That spurns a series of workshops working with uh, leaders down in Texas and maybe beyond. Uh, so very excited about that opportunity, uh, you know, and, and continuing to do this work. Uh, Inside the principal's office had our first conference last summer down in Dallas. We're planning our second one and it, we're looking to make it bigger and better again this summer down in Dallas again. again awesome. COVID, COVID willing. Of course, um, of course. And, uh, you know, there is something in the works, uh, literally like just it's like a baby, uh, which I know I, I've brought you in already. Yeah, uh, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, trying to get, you know, something around PLCs, right? And so we I won't put too much out there until we, we flush it out. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to a potential, this project, because I think, you know, Matt, I, what I look for are our are, are needs, right? Like we, we see this need with an education and we're like, how can we help fulfill that need? And no offense to some of you know the the organizations and groups out there, but 
like I don't want to be standoffish or clicky in any sort of way. Like no, like if you are an educator and you're looking, like come join us, come and hang out. You can leave and then come back. Like that is what I'm about. It's not. I don't want this to be exclusive in any sort of way. And so I, I'm really looking forward to this new project and, and you know just bringing more people into the fold. Yeah, well, that's that's what this is all about, and this is what I have found has been a motivator for me from all the way back to you know when I was in college to, to now. That the more we bring people together, the more we put, you know lift people up, then then we're all growing. So so I'm going to end on that. Though. I've been asking because throughout this process of, of of writing about stronger together and building collaborative communities, if I were to say to you, what does stronger together mean? How would you answer that? I would say this. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm going to push it more, you know, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's, it's understand, like I said, right earlier, it's, it, it's knowing who you are and how you show up in spaces and that it's okay that you don't have all the answers. It's okay not to be an expert in everything. And so when we come together, much like the project that we're working on, it's finding people who are really good at something and saying, okay, you, you take that and you help me learn and grow and be better in that area. But that's your specialty, right? We talk like about zones of genius, right? If we all operate out of our zones of genius and we tackle a project or whatever it is together like that, that thing's going to be amazing because we're all operating out of a place that we're super strong, but we're also being fulfilled, right? So we're excited, we're energized, we're, we're, we're geared up and ready to do that work. And so for me, that's what Stronger Together is. It's it's exactly what we've been doing, bringing together a diverse group of educators who are all passionate about their own specific areas and leaning on one another uh, as we go through that. I think, to be honest, and then I know I've said this before, but this is one of the benefits of this pandemic. Like, I, I kind of played around a little here and there in this Twitter edu space, and I don't think had it been for this, I would have been doing what I'm doing now. And so, you know, I have made an immense number of connections, um, some more than others, uh, but it has made me all the better. Um, and, and I wouldn't ask for anything else. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on in such a short time. We were a little, I was a little nervous with the time zones and we, we, we fit it in. Um, if you don't follow Charles, make sure to do that. He has two of the hashtag or two of the Twitter handles there and make sure to check out the podcast. Make sure to check out the book, put that up one more time. And, and, and just check out all the great things he is doing. So, Charles, I really appreciate you um, coming on. I really appreciate all that, that you're doing. And I hope we do um, have that chance to connect in real time. And if you need someone down in, in an awesome, happy to help. And I know we're going to continue to make some collaborations together. So thank you so much for, for joining today. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. I'm going to go back, starting to watch the uh, the Matrix series so I can watch the new one and understand maybe what's going maybe. on. But <laughs> you take care. Awesome. And thank you all for viewing, tuning in, adding your comments. And remember, we stay stronger together when we put we over me. Have a good night, everybody.
It is such a pleasure and honor to learn from educators around the globe. Make sure to continue to tune in to our audio podcasts and check out our video podcast by visiting xfactor.link slash experience. I would love to hear your story and share with other educators around the globe.